It's time for the Mental Health Moment, a show exploring the world of mental health and answers for life. Brought to you by Life Launch Centers. Here's your host, Joe Newman. Welcome back to Mental Health Monday. This is your Mental Health Moment, and I'm your host, Joe Newman from Life Launch Centers. You know, we're working hard to provide you with tips, tools, and insights to help you and your family succeed emotionally. If you're not familiar with Life Launch Centers, you need to be. I always ask people if they've ever heard of kids struggling with anxiety and depression today, to which they usually laugh, roll their eyes, and say, well, who hasn't? Yeah, it's uh, it seems to have taken over here in the last 10 years or so. And, and Life Launch Centers helps teach families actual tools to overcome anxiety, depression, and improve relationships at home. You know, we get so many parents calling or coming in expressing frustration that their kids aren't they're they're just really struggling and uh, the parents aren't really sure what to do Um, they know they need help but don't really want to be involved in years of therapy and obviously no doubt like who wants to do that but uh, you know wouldn't it be nice if if your loved one could get the emotional education they need to self-manage through the rest of their lives and and, you know, maybe do it in like two months or so. Well, that's exactly what Life Launch Centers does. Our intensive group counseling course teaches both youth and their parents these powerful research-based principles to give them the necessary tools to successfully launch into life. And one of the most common concerns that we hear from parents today is about isolation, and uh, today I want to spend some time talking about that. And I've invited Caden Formaster, producer here at uh, Canyon Media, to join in and comment on this as, as uh, you know, we see different um, things adding to the culture and, and uh, making isolation become a, a major problem today. Caden, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. You know, um, isolation, I don't know if people really... Um, recognize what isolation looks like. Um, but I think once we describe it, they go, oh, yeah, I know people like that. Oh, for sure. So isolation um, typically is when you're choosing um, the digital world over the physical world. Yeah. And, and so that can happen like if you're sitting on a park bench just buried in your phone. Mm-hmm. Or what more, um, you know, what's more... Uh, extreme is when uh, kids will choose to stay home on the weekend, hang out in their room on their phone rather than go out with their friends. Is that you? You hear about that happening? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, especially talking with you on the show, but it's 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 huge right now for kids to just sit at home, either play video games, get on Facebook, whatever. But they're not actually like going out and just hanging out with friends. Yeah, and there's all these justifications like, oh, well, I'm gaming online with my friends. So they're in their basements sitting alone with the lights off and dark and and but we're gaming you know we even have headsets that we yeah. can talk to it's each like, other oh, we're interacting you know i'm still talking yeah. to them but it's different though it is a lot you're different not physically around each other and actually there's research to show that it's physiologically different and it uh, causes some different results and so we're seeing um, some of those results today but um you know we're actually going on good things utah uh next they're actually today. It's uh, went on this morning, and um, talking about isolation. And the interesting thing about it is that um, 
you know, isolation has become this, this, uh, thing that parents are kind of okay with because if the kid's quiet and the kid's like not in trouble, then it's okay that they're just hanging out in front of a screen all day. But then later on, they start to see the major social implications of that. And so what we're hoping to do today is talk about, first of all, how to recognize it, why it um, is so dangerous and what, you know, what we can do to, to help prevent our kids from falling into that trap. So uh, first of all, um, the, I want to kind of frame it around the holidays because for so many people, the holidays can be kind of an anxiety on setting event um, where they realize they're going to have family and friends and people all around that they're going to have to interact with and talk to. And, and really, they'd rather just kind of hang out in their own room. On a, I know. I mean, I remember being a kid, there was a lot of times where I was like, oh man, I'm going to have a few weeks off from school. That means I can go sit in my room. And yep. you know, that thought does happen as a, as a kid, as a teenager, especially of, hey, I'm going to be able to do this. And the next thing you know, all of a sudden you have cousins showing up and yeah. grandparents are over and your mom's like, come out and talk to everyone. And you're just kind of like, ah, oh, you know, but I want to be doing this because yeah. that's what you were expecting, you know, and so as a kid. Yeah. And there's an element of relaxation that's, that can be helpful with media but it's it's in excess that it becomes problematic or when people choose to um or they choose the digital world over the the real world sure and so um you know the holidays uh you know one thing we joke about is let's not uh let our kids virtual trick-or-treat this year (laughs) you know like we got to get them out like actually getting your kids out to go trick-or-treating is a very healthy experience because there's the unknown on the other side of the door, right? Every time they knock and it's trick or treat and you don't know who's going to be there, but, but this is a pretty good um, social experiment that helps people or helps kids um, deal with the unknown. Yeah. And so uh, virtual trick or treating is not helpful. (laughs) And I I don't think that's actually a real thing, but, um, but uh, the idea of that actually isn't really all that, um, unrealistic and it's really not how pervasive electronics have become. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, you know, again, Thanksgiving and, uh, Christmas, you know, it's usually when, when families get together, I, it reminds me of this, uh, this, uh, commercial I saw for a phone. And, uh, when I first saw it, uh, it's, it's so well done. It's shot really well. And there's good, happy, feel good music and all this stuff. And I thought, I, at first I thought, oh, this would be great, but, um, but then I really looked into the message of it. So what it is, is there's this teenager who's with his family and they are driving up to a, like a family cabin, right? And the teenager obviously is very recluse. He's not really interacting with the family and everybody around him is all happy. And they're like, Hey, it's good to see you. Pat him on the back. And, and he just is on his phone the whole time. And everybody's kind of looking at him like, why are you on your phone the whole time? Like come interact with us. And he's just on his phone, and it, you can tell he really looks like he's just pulling away from the family yep. and want to be in this digital world, right? Well, the I guess the saving grace of this message was that um, at the end of the commercial, that same teenager comes out and he like plugs his phone into the TV, mm-hmm. and everybody can see what he's been doing, and, and he was actually making a video of like the family and all these little moments where people are saying hi to him and he was capturing these moments with his phone. And so this was okay that he was actually making a video, but he was being all recluse that made it okay. Yeah. 
for him. Interesting. Yeah. And it was like this, it was almost this like, it's okay that your kids are isolating on their phone because they're making videos. That's really, that's really interesting. It, I thought it was so <laughs> divisive. I was like, oh man, that's, that's terrible because, okay, you might have a great video at the end of it, but you also have this recluse child that yeah. can't launch from home, you know, like launch into life. That made me think of something. If you don't, if you don't mind me sharing Please. something, uh, one of my pet peeves specifically with like Instagram yeah. and I'm going to throw my wife under the bus a little bit. Oh boy. Granted, she doesn't post on Instagram all that often, yeah. but we'll be out doing something fun, right? Yeah. And she'll want to just take a picture of it. And then like, it's fun and we're in the moment. But then as soon as she takes a picture, next thing you know, it's 10 minutes of what am I going to say in the caption? Yes. What filters am I going to use? And then all of a sudden it pulls us out of that fun moment that we were just having because they wanted to take a picture of it. Right. And you see that a lot with the holidays of kids who are like, oh, hey, here with the fam at the holidays. And the next thing you know, they're spending all that time putting that post together that they're actually yeah. not with their family on the holidays. Just enjoy it. You don't need to take a picture of it. Just right. enjoy it. You know, that's me personally. That's how I feel. No, I'm with you because it's like you, you get the present you want all of a sudden, Hey, great. Let's take a selfie with this present. Yeah. And there may be other presents or you may have other people opening presents or somebody, you, somebody's opening the present that you gave them, but I'm too busy putting this post together for Instagram yeah. to participate in the world that's going on around me. I have to get this Instagram thing done right now. Yeah. That's, that's the right. danger of it. Right. Mm -hmm. oh, that so, just makes me think of that with that video, you know, yeah. yeah, he was doing something that was kind of in the moment, but it was taking him out of the moment. Right. So anyways, and you lose some happiness there because of that uh, pulling away. And so in fact, not just losing happiness, but there's some really interesting research going on right now about isolation. The CDC, right, the government entity, the Center of Disease Control, did some research recently to find out the implications of um, electronics with kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, they did a, a study in comparison where kids raised in the 80s and 90s um, on average, went out with their friends three to four times a week to socialize. Okay, and that's that was an important um, factor of them being integrated into society and learning independence. Okay, yeah. uh, the same research showed that kids today are going out less than one time a week with their friends to socialize. I believe it. That sounds. Accurate. I was, I, w I didn't know how accurate that sounded. I actually asked my kids and they're like, yeah, yeah, that's about right. Like it's so hard for them to motivate their friends to go out yeah, or to even like come talk to you face to face. Uh, they'd rather just text because yeah. they feel like that's socializing. It's so weird. So besides the weird factor of that. Um, I've got to take a break here, but I'm going to come back with some um, interesting research that shows that isolation actually affects lifespan. And uh, it's an amazing uh, print, or kind of uh, idea to realize the implications that isolation can have on, on our youth. So anyway, I'm going to take a quick break here, but uh, coming back uh, with Caden Foremaster from uh, Canyon Media commenting on isolation and uh, the effects on our children today. If you have any questions or, or need, any, you know somebody that needs some help, please give us a call at Life Launch Centers, 833-803-3883. 
Uh, we'll be back with you in just one minute. Hi, my name is Kennedy, and I went through the Life Launch Center's program about two years ago for roughly 11 weeks. And to anyone who is thinking about joining this program, I offer some words of advice. Um, before I joined, I did not want to. My mom had been giving me these ideas to join a group and to go to therapy and I pushed against her and I said, I don't need this. Um, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm strong enough. I don't need help. And it wasn't until one day, actually, there's a specific day in my mind where I woke up and it was just, my world felt like it was crashing in. It was a pivotal moment for me where I finally saw clearly, I do need help. And so I went to my mom and I said, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> and that changed my life. <laughs> Um, don't wait until the last second when your world is crashing in. Just go for it. Just reach out and ask for help because it's so worth it. You don't have to be afraid. No one is going to judge you. No one thinks that you're weak. You're actually strong for asking for help. And so I would say 100% reach out, go for it, go to group. It's so fun. And you start to learn all these tools to help you and others around you and you gain confidence in yourself which is what I needed and I'm so thankful for that because now I get to be a confident girl that loves life instead of hating life and hating myself so do it go for it <laughs> welcome back to your mental health moment I'm Joe Newman with Life Launch Centers talking today with Caden Formaster producer at Canyon Media about the effects of isolation on our youth and young adults today. Uh, Caden, do you see a lot of people being isolated with technology or maybe just spending less time socially together in, in your realm? Sure, for sure. I mean, um, just among my own family and stuff, and we're, by the way, we're really good at actually like getting together and communicating. Yeah. Uh, but you do have those moments where everyone gets together. And next thing you know, we're all just sitting in the same room on our phones. I think that happens to you everybody. And it, and it happens. It does. It, everywhere I go, I see it. Because we're super low tech at home. Like um, we don't give s smartphones to our teenagers. Mm -hmm. um, they have dumb phones that if they need to call us to get a ride or something, they can do that. But but uh, even still, like it's it's almost inevitable like it has to be a very conscious choice and effort to sure. not get sucked into that digital world yeah and i mean with us we definitely whenever we try to get together we're like okay well you know we're all just sitting around maybe let's play a game or something and we try to at yeah. least like you say be conscious of what we're doing so then when we are together and we all realize oh we're kind of getting to that point let's switch it up a bit yeah. change gears okay so here's what we actually do to help prevent isolation because yeah. so first of all one thing a lot of families are doing is getting a phone um heaven bucket right it's like they they get like a basket that has some padding or something inside mm -hmm. and parents as well as kids phones live in this basket so like when it. you're home just go check your phone in like you don't need to have your phone on you constantly mm -hmm. and you turn on the ringer so if there's uh you know, a ring that uh, you get a message or whatever, then you can get up and go check it. But you know what that does is actually it makes it um, arduous or less appealing because you have to stop what you're doing for this interruption. And so it, it actually kind of trains you off of it. Like it yeah. trains you to not want to be ruled by your phone because sure. you have to make that trek across the house to go get your phone out of the phone basket. Yeah. It's annoying, right? It's it's different than keep it in your pocket where it's just like constantly accessible and mm -hmm. addictive. So that's that's one thing that I would I would suggest to families is get a phone basket where you can check your phones. And parents, you've got to lead the way on this. 
Like you have got to put your phone in there and um, expect your kids to do the same thing. So, so let's talk about the effects of isolation because last half I talked about how it actually affects lifespan. Yeah. And so um, our bodies are wired to need human interaction. In fact, there was this tragic study done in 1944. It's very popular among uh, first-year psychology students to learn about this study where they, they took 40 infants and half of them, they cared for them normally in like a, in a nursery, right, where mm-hmm. they'd have their physical needs taken care of and the nurses would hold them and, and interact with the babies. The other 20 of the study were they were the nurses were instructed to take care of all their physical needs eating and diaper change and sleep but not give them any human interaction beyond mm-hmm. taking care of their their physical needs okay and so they weren't looked at they weren't held they weren't interacted with beyond their physical needs and the study was halted shortly like shortly into the study because half of the babies that were not interacted with had died. Wow. And in fact, two more of those babies, even after the study was finished, or they stopped it, that um, two of them also died, um, did not recover. Just from trauma. Yeah, because yeah. of the trauma. So our bodies, that's an indication of the the physiological research that we see today, that um, our bodies produce what's called oxytocin. It's a long-term happy hormone that's produced with face-to-face interaction or physical touch or human-to-human personal interaction, okay? And um, that's what you get out of the holidays. That's when you're together and you, you see each other and you have these deep, meaningful relationships. You get hugs. You get all, this is a whole lot of of oxytocin. Mm-hmm. And that's why we look back at them and like, oh, that was such great times, you know, it's so fun getting together and and really what it is is your your body is receiving the nourishment it needs um from those social interactions. But uh research also shows that inner digital interaction doesn't produce oxytocin. It produces dopamine. Now, dopamine is the same neurotransmitter that's produced when you gamble, when you drink alcohol, and when you smoke cigarettes. Now, I think that's really interesting to realize is that addictive um, substances are, you know, we, we understand that alcohol or nicotine is addictive, but gambling, there's no substance there. Nope. Other than the dopamine that's released when you're be, er, involved in that behavior. And the same thing is released, that same dopamine is released when you're on your phone. Yeah. And they're both feel-good hormones. They both make you feel good, but... One term, one is short-term, one is long-term. Yep. And that short-term becomes very highly addictive. So, so the research today shows that one day of isolation is the will shorten your lifespan, the equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes. Interesting. So if your child or you are isolating you're in your room alone without human interaction you've shortened your lifespan as though you had smoked 15 cigarettes the same impact on your lifespan so that's a really interesting thing as we see our kids now we think about adults or young adults or even teenagers isolating but really what's happening today with kids when you know mom and dad are having a hard time um dealing with their kids and so what do we do throw an ipad in front of them 
right? Yep. Isolate them. We, we thrust them into that world. And I tell you, I've seen a lot of kids that it doesn't take very long of them having that, that screen in front of them that when you try to take the screen away, what happens? Oh, they get so fussy. They get so <laughs> fussy, right? Screaming and crying. Yep. And it's, it is really like an addiction that they oh, yeah. are going through withdrawals from. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, it's insane. And it's a hard fight. But it, the sad thing is, is that a lot of us as parents, we're, we're kind of buying into the commercialism of the whole um, technology thing. And, um, and we celebrate every time a little thing you know, comes and makes our life easier. But really, life isn't supposed to be easy. Like Parenting isn't supposed to be easy. Yeah. Interacting with your kids isn't supposed to be easy. And it actually is healthy for both you and the child as you go through those struggles. Yeah, struggling is good. Yeah. Yeah. What's funny, though, is I've, had, I've heard people say, people that are around my age that have young kids say, oh, I don't know how people can parent without an iPad or, you know, these electronics because they're just, they're so helpful. You know, if my kid's being fussy, I can put them in front of a screen and it's like, well, what it was like when you were a kid, you know, you got to think back, what did you do when, you know, what did did your parents do for you? Did they uh, hear hear some crayons, you know, something like that, right? It's like, well, that's what they did. You know, that's what you do without that. Maybe you should start doing that because otherwise the long-term effects... And they're starting to come out now, the longer that technology is available, the long-term effects are there. They are there. And, and for anybody that uh, is trying to understand like the physiology of how that works, so when a young mind is developing, there's um, just tons of neurons. There's billions of neurons that are, uh, you know, a baby is born with. And whenever we learn something, you form a neurological connection. And that becomes kind of the foundation and framework of your life. So when a child learns how to walk, they learn a neurological they they build a neurological connection. When they learn a language, when they learn a sport, when they learn an instrument, they're building framework of how they approach the rest of their life. So that's why, like kids who are involved in sports, for example, when they're young, they often have this like conquer mentality, and I can do it, and they've learned difficult things because they've been through um they've established those neurological connections through sports that give them the framework to say i can do this i can overcome the obstacles right mm-hmm. so the same thing is true when we build neurological connections through technology say i'm bored or i'm not having fun so i need electronics uh, something is uncomfortable, so I'm going to relax with electronics right now. And the problem is, is that life can't be lived that way because there's just going to be struggle throughout life, whether it's through work or relationships or just social interaction. Struggle is a part of life. And so when we form those neurological connections in those developing minds, that becomes their framework of how they approach problems the rest of their life yeah kind of scary mm-hmm. so um what is appropriate that's a big question how a lot of parents ask well how you know how much is appropriate um some current research shows 40 minutes a day is max now the other scary part about the research out there shows that most teens are on their phones on average six and a half hours a day wow 
And you think, how is that possible? Six and a half hours a day? No way. Well, first of all, check your screen time app, right? It's going to tell you. Oh, yeah, your iPhone has that. Yeah. You can see how often you're on your phone. And it's funny that Apple even like put that in there to like help people feel like they're doing something to to help this problem. But but really, people don't care. They'll look at it and be like, oh, well, okay, whatever. And just keep going on with their same behaviors. So it um, it is a real conscious effort to keep the screen time down. The antithesis, I want to make sure everybody understands, the antithesis of isolation is building healthy connections, encouraging your your family, your kids, you yourself to have those deep, meaningful discussions, relationships, interactions face-to-face. And sorry, FaceTime or Marco Polo are not face-to-face. The fact that you see yourself on the screen, you're more concerned about what you look like and how it's framed and all those things than, than the actual message that you're sending to the person. So um, we're about out of time. I am so thankful to get to come on and talk about isolation because this is one of my, my favorite topics to talk about. I love technology. I myself produce video and photos and music, and I'm on technology all the time. So technology isn't bad, but it's the way that we have allowed it to permeate our lives that has caused some major, major implications for our youth and our society. So if you know anybody um, struggling with any of these kind of um, feelings, we have the tools that can help. At Life Launch Centers, we give kids the emotional tools they need to succeed throughout life. And I, I encourage anybody with questions, give us a call at 833 833- 803-3883 or jump on our website at lifelaunchcenters.com. Again, this is Joe Newman from Life Launch Centers. Appreciate you joining us for your mental health moment today. Join us again next week, same time, same place. Until next week, keep your kids safe and keep your sanity. You've been listening to the Mental Health Moment, brought to you by Life Launch Centers. For more info, visit them at lifelaunchcenters.com.